0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to Finishing Well podcast. Uh, we are a podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. Uh, I'm Randy Hess, and I, uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we hope that we will be able to give you uh, a potential uh, avenue of thinking about your own life in terms of finishing well and encourage you in that regard. If you're younger than 65... We welcome you to listen and get some ideas around how you'd like to live your life uh, with the idea of Finishing Well in mind. Uh, I'm here with my good pal, Hal Habaker, who founded Finishing Well Ministries in 2015. And uh, we have been doing this for a short amount of time, but it feels like we're getting more adjusted to it, doesn't it, Hal?
1: It does, Randy. I'm glad to be here with you again.
0: Anyway, welcome back from a little break, and uh, we are both glad to be here uh, with this audience.
1: What we'd like to talk about, Randy, uh, first of all, let me just say a few words about Finishing Well Ministries. Uh, We're off and rolling again this fall, but I am pleased with what God continues to do through Finishing Well Ministries, We've developed this Six Essentials curriculum, and one of the things that I I love about it, and we should spend a whole podcast on it sometime, uh, we want to encourage churches to develop groups that will take their people through the Six Essentials. Mm -hmm. For example, we're working with a number of churches right now, uh, one Stonebriar Community Church out here in Frisco, where they have had, let's say, five generations of classes taught by people from the church who have bought in and really have been impacted personally by the six essentials, you know, what it means, how it shapes our lives to think as we grow old. You know, our mission is to change our mindset as we grow old, grow older. You know, like Robert Browning said, the best is yet to be. Is it? And are we growing? Are we connecting? And are we really loving and caring for others more in our aging years? You know, and that's the topic I'd really like to go into today. Uh, You know, Jesus said in John uh, 13 34 and 5, a new commandment I give you that you are to love, you're to care for one another as I have loved you. By this will all men know that you're my disciples, whether or not you have love for one another. Now, a quick thought in just introducing this and then uh, kick it back to you, Randy. You know, we, we shape our lives by. Doing, you know what you do, is the most important thing. Are you productive? Mm-hmm. You know what are your milestones? Are you making progress, et cetera, et cetera? Right. Well, the important thing from Jesus is it, it's not your productivity; it is your love. You know, if if you look at Jesus' life, he didn't really change. He didn't travel much. He never traveled more than what, 90 miles from home. He didn't accomplish much in terms of human standards, but he changed the world through love. So we want to pick that idea apart. Uh, What does it mean to love? This is the third essential in the six essentials. And in many ways, I think it's maybe the most important of all the six essentials. You know, because it has to do with where we talked about in just in our previous podcast that what's your inner drive? You know, it is to love God, it is to please Him, and to see everything that's coming out of your life on that. Well, in the same way, God wants to flow out of our lives into others. You know, it's not about how much we do, it's how much we really are in terms of our being that spills over into other people's lives. So, uh, it's anchored in love. So pick that up, Randy, and let's uh, talk about it for the next few minutes.
0: Well, yes, I think it fits in, how with, um, with an idea that I came across uh, that I like, and I think I'd like to share it with our audience. Um, and that is that <clears throat> we are very interested in and we hope we are encouraging about People and their thinking regarding their legacy as we deal with finishing well. What is your legacy? Is it important? And uh, one of the ways to look at it is that there are markers. There are markers of um, a legacy. And what are the markers of it if it's finished well? If we have a finished well, quote-unquote, legacy, what would be some markers of that? I consider that one of the you know we talk about finishing well in terms of uh, uh, we, descriptors, descriptions of it, and one of the descriptions of it is finishing well is about our fourth quarter. we've talked about that back and forth um, and I think a fourth quarter question that pre that that uh, is prevalent is, do I have a legacy? If I have a legacy, what is my legacy um or, what do I want it to be and to to kind of answer that question for myself, I have to start thinking through, well, gee, what have i uh, been known for uh, hmm. that's just, i may I may not even have a clue there uh what could I be known for uh given my background, my age uh Situations I've been in, uh, what will I be known for as I go forward from where I'm at right now? And as I pursue that idea, and I think I would like to try to get closer to the idea of finishing well, the question becomes how can I build? How can I, if I need to build a little bit of a legacy, how can I cap off the legacy I want in my life? And so here's where I think you and I and our, our discussion this morning, Hal, can maybe overlap and put the two together, connect the dots, I guess, is what we want to do. <clears throat> you know, to build a legacy, we often think, well, gee, I've got to do big stuff. I've got to do a lot of things. I've got to do, I've, I, you know, I've got to leave uh, markers that are uh, well uh, easily recognized. And well known and cha cha cha, anyway, I think it's a lot easier than that, so i'm going to just come back to what you just said, how I believe it's really quite easy to get on the playing field for finishing well and to be in the game it's it's going to be up to the Holy Spirit and and you, whoever you are out there to perhaps really gel on what it is that you want to do. But I'm going to suggest that finishing well can be a lot more simple and a lot more straightforward and a lot less complicated than a lot of us think in terms of building that legacy. And it comes back to John 13, 34. We have to love one another As Jesus has loved us. And so what is my legacy? What is my legacy? If that's the commandment I have from Jesus, what is my legacy in showing love to others? What are the markers of it? Do I have any markers of it? Uh, You know, I could could go back through kind of a, a hierarchy of people that I relate to. Uh, So, quickly, how I could go through in my mind, gee, um, what's my legacy with my spouse? Um, What's my legacy with my family? What's my legacy with my friends? What's my legacy with my neighbors? Um, Maybe add one more. What's my legacy with my church? Um, so there's a bunch of relationships right there. Uh, yeah, we could add work and workplaces into that, but I think that's quite a powerful list to think through. If we say, "What I want to do is finish well," I want mark I want my markers to be involved in what Jesus wants me to do and to be, to honor Him and to honor the Lord. But what? have I done to show that with any of these other important bodies around me, important elements, important groups, important people around me to begin to say I have a legacy of love with people? So that's where I want to go, Hal. Or that's what I mean when I say we can connect the two of legacy and of just simply showing love.
1: Randy, it's it's both very simple and very profound and very measurable at the same time. You know, one of the thoughts that comes to me is that just the difference between men and women in one sense. Men seem to be more focused on accomplishing stuff out there in the world. That's what we've always done, where women tend to be more relational. I mean, that's Absolutely. a common characteristic. So you look at your life. I look at my life as a man is is my legacy of loving my wife. Interesting, that's the mandate for husbands in Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. It doesn't matter what you accomplish out there in the world with your career or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what you want to still do even as you're retired. But the real question is, do you love your wife as Christ loved the church? That's your legacy. It's a legacy. I leave my wife as a husband. It's a tangible legacy. My wife knows whether or not I love her, whether or not I care for her. And that's the most important thing in the world. And you can chase through each one of these. You know, do I love my adult kids? Yeah. You you know, they are all on their own, raising their own families and being involved in a world like that. But, you know, do I love them? Do I do they know that my standard of leaving a legacy is loving them? Do I love my grandkids? I mean, it's not what, do you buy something for them? Do you take them on trips? But how tangibly do I express my love for them? For example, I give you, uh, I do a fair amount of memorial services. And one of the things that really stands out to me is when a grandkid stands up at a memorial service and says, you know, my grandparents really loved me for who I am. I was never on a performance basis with them. I knew they accepted me for who I was, whatever struggles I have. I was safe when I went to my grandparents' home. I mean, Randy, that's rather remarkable to be able to leave a legacy of love through your life everywhere you go.
0: And we are making those markers, whether we think so or not. We're creating them, aren't we, Hal? Every day. We're creating them. So we only have to just think back a little ways. I think in some of those cases, what is my, what, what, how would I describe my relationship with family members, parents, kids, grandkids, great grandkids? How would I describe those? What's my, what is my relationship and how am I showing love to them?
1: I want to go back to Felix, Allison, Felix, a little bit, you know, your real motivation in your life. Here's a tangible expression of love. And and there, there are hundreds of these we could go into literally. How willing am I to listen to somebody? Do I care? Do I love other people? Do I love my wife? Do I love my grown kids? Do I love my grandkids? Do I love people around me enough to listen to them And care about what they feel and or struggle with, as opposed to trying to fix them. You know, I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. You know, people come to you with issues, and you know, part of your deal is you want to help fix other people. You want to straighten out whatever's wrong in their life. Mm. But you know, Jesus was not like that. Yep. Uh, He simply came to the end of his life. John 13. He loved his own, and he loved them to the end. He cared about them. He listened to them. He gave his life for them, which to me is the most remarkable legacy anybody could live and anybody could leave. You know, you you really do love people. You really care about them. You're not interested in fixing them. You want to put your arms around them and love them. Uh, Vicki and I sat at dinner last night with a couple of friends and, you know, just they poured out their story and I just wanted to love them. I, I can't fix them. I can't fix their issues. Right but it really does go into a legacy of love. And is there any bigger legacy that we could leave with our lives than being able to listen and care for people? Right.
0: Yeah. That's why that, that, that essential how to care is so, so critical to finishing well. And I'd just like to add to it how I think that um, the first essential of, of growth and growing Is also critical because as we grow, as we mature and grasp that I can love others, I can leave a legacy of love. I can, if that's what you mean by finishing well, guys, uh, I I can jump into that game and I can do it a little better than I've been doing it. Uh, Then I get so... So I'm growing. I'm growing as I, as I grasp that, and as I think about that. That's an important element of my growth, even whatever age I am. It doesn't matter what age I am. I can still grow and mature a little more with the Holy Spirit. And because of that, I can then look at other points that we make in the six essentials differently. And that is, am I available? There's another essential. Am I available to listen? Am I making myself available? Am I available when they talk to me to to really hear and to really care what they say to me? And am I I able to do it out of love and out of a desire to just encourage? And if I begin to grasp that, I think my growth is tremendous in finishing well terms.
1: Loving others does mean and can mean you are about doing things for others. Let me give you an example of a personal friend, uh, Joe McElhaney, who is, in fact, we should interview him sometime in this podcast. Joe spent his life as an OBGYN in Austin, Texas, and God brought our lives together. I had an effective ministry for Christ, was an elder in a church doing all kinds of things, in his latter years, after retired, his wife had Alzheimer's and he loved her to the end. She died a couple of years ago, but he loved her. He loved his family through the end. But it it, it is more than that for him. And our lives take different shapes. One of the things Joe developed during his career as an OBGYN was an interest in uh, encouraging people how to deal with sexually transmitted diseases. Mm. As particularly uh, you know, in his line of business uh, work as an OBGYN. And he developed, has ho- developed a whole ministry out of this that really is aimed at a national level and maybe changing the sexual habit patterns of young people in America today. Uh, because of continuing rise of sexually transmitted diseases. So this has all grown out of love, I'd say, for Joe. And when we have him on here sometime, he'll tell you this. He has a passion for people who have been troubled by this uh, problem. And he's developed a way of loving people and helping them through that and helping them understand that. And it's made all the difference. It hasn't kept him from loving his wife. It hasn't kept him from loving his uh, family, loving his grandkids. Uh, but he is energized by loving others through the skills that God has given him. He's 86 now. I mean, he's not doing this full time, but he's lending his weight, his wisdom, his influence, and in others to cult, uh, cultivate and develop this ministry even further than he ever did years ago. He kind of took a break from it, you know, while his wife was uh, in, in her illness, and uh, but but he's come back and. But it's an expression of love. So you ask, what is it that God has gifted you to do in loving others? And can you give yourself to that end? So loving others means listening. But loving others means encouraging them. Loving others means being available to them. But loving others does mean asking yourself, what are the skills God has for me to help other people to love them? <laughs> as a tangible expression of, of what it is God wants to do through my life. So I find that very fascinating. And I think every one of us as individuals, we're, we're miraculously made, have all kinds of influence and gifts on our lives. But loving others sometimes means finding ways through those avenues to care for others and love them. Does that make sense? It does. It really
0: does, How does to me. So for me, uh, to kind of cap off this discussion today, I'd just like to say and go back through uh, the list of, of potentials. And that is my spouse, my family, my friends, my neighbors, my church. Uh, how can I establish the markers I want in showing love to others and uh, using this list? Maybe as a daily questioning process for me to myself. Um, how am I doing with my list? And uh, can I do a little more? Uh, Lord, help me, and let me. I, I'm going to pray that you help show me ways I can do better, and uh, open when 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 a door opens for me to show love to someone in this list. Uh, Lord, I want to be
1: available. Randy, I think I think it's a great way to summarize this. Back to our inner drive. What is it that God wants to produce in our lives? Obviously, number one is what's our love relationship with him? Isn't that the first great commandment? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your strength. That's the first one, isn't it? And then love your neighbors yourself, to which Jesus has added a third or a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. yes. And that is the standard that ought to permeate our lives in every sense of the word. And back to Felix, we're tested in that. When things don't go according to our plan, is it our plan we want or is it loving God that we want? And is it loving others that we want through what he has enabled us to give? Well, thanks for joining us today on this conversation about finishing well and what it really means at the core of our being. That's what we're trying to do in the Finishing Well Ministries to spread the idea of what God wants us to be in our aging years. We're not to retire in that sense. Uh, we God has more to do in us and through us out of that as we age. It's kind of like Robert Browning said, grow old along with me. The best is yet to be, and God wants to leave his mark on his world through our lives, through love, loving him, and loving others. And uh, it's a great mission that we're about. Is it not, Randy? It is. Well, thanks. Let's live that way today. Uh, You can find more of these podcasts at finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast and share them with others. In fact, go back to your church, your Sunday school class, Sunday morning, or the next time you converse with... Your friends, Uh, tell them what you've listened to and test it out on them. And let's say, ask God to keep us all finishing well. May God bless you and encourage you today. Thanks for being with us.